So what is up fam, welcome into the show. Today I'm going to be talking to you about my top five fades in rounds one through five in fantasy football. Always easy to talk fades and you talk round 10, 11, 12, right? That is very easy to do. But we're going to be trying to do this in rounds one through five. So starting with round five, I'm going to give you my top fade for that round and go down all the way to round one where it gets a little tougher to do, right? So starting at round five, guys, pretty much all the RBs here. If I draft an RB, guys, in the dead zone, right, typically it's going to be a rookie or someone with some youth. Also, someone that I can predict that's going to have a lot of volume. So some examples of this last year, Brad Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Josh Jacobs. So this year's version of some of those guys probably could be like Jameer Gibbs, Najee Harris, could be like the Jacobs this year if we're predicting an increase in volume and an increase maybe in some efficiency. But hopefully, guys, you want also somebody that's going to get some receiving work in that volume. So to me, I think Damian Pierce is an easy fade for me going in round five. Dobbins also going round five, and it's a little bit questionable right now. All right now, he's on the pup. Definitely don't want to touch Dobbins right now in round five. Miles Sanders is an interesting one. I could see where he could be in a pretty good situation. But really, in this round, guys, I'm looking for the upside at their wide receiver position. There's just a lot of huge potential, in my opinion, at the wide receiver position. And I'm probably going to be taking a swing there. I have I like Christian Watson. I like Drake London. Those are those two-year receivers, that year two receivers that could definitely break out. As well as you have Jerry Judy. Even Trevor Lawrence I like, guys. I, Trevor Lawrence, I think this year could have a solid year now adding in Calvin Ridley into the equation. And DJ Moore as well. I know some people don't like DJ Moore, but I definitely think that DJ Moore could take a big step forward this year, as well as Justin Fields. I like the whole situation. I'm not worried about the passing volume, guys. It was very similar. We heard it with Josh Allen and Diggs. We heard it the same with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown last year. So I'm anticipating a little uptick in passing for the Bears this year. So I'm definitely interested in DJ Moore as well. So like I said, Miles Sanders is the only one that I think is kind of intriguing from the from the running back position. So if you wanted to get a running back in round five, Definitely don't mind Miles Sanders. Alexander Madison as well, guys, goes round five. I'm not sure. I'm not too sure about uh, Alexander Madison, guys. I, I know we've seen him fill in for Dalvin Cook in the past, but it's only been for like two, three game spans. And I'm not sure if they're going to give him that same type of workload when you're actually faced with the whole entire season. So, you know, the guys behind him there also, you have Ty Chandler, who's a good back, can pretty much a three down back as well himself. They also have third round pick Kenny and Wangwu and Dwayne McBride. So I'm not all in on Madison, guys. I don't mind him, but round five, I think, is a little early for me. I worry about him being able to hold up the entire season. He hasn't really re- he hasn't received that amount of workload in many years. So I'm a little bit worried about Alexander Madison, about taking him in round five. And I would definitely much rather have some of these young wide receivers, like I mentioned earlier, for sure. Christian Watson, Drake London, Jerry Judy. I think DJ Moore, I would even add into that because I think that round five is definitely a good round to take a shot on one of these wide receivers. So now moving into round four, guys. And I think round four was pretty much my easiest fade. All Round one and two were tough. Round four was probably my easiest fade to come back at when I looked at the data. But it's going to be Mr. Debo Samuel from the San Francisco 49ers. So Debo, right, last year was wide receiver 30 in points per game. Ayuk, his partner, guys, was wide receiver 24 in fantasy points per game. And right now you get Ayuk a couple rounds later. 
So right now, guys, in round four, I think is way too steep of a price for the production that you get uh, from Debo Samuel this past season. And if you look at his wide receiver finishes, guys, I'm going to read you guys Debo's wide receiver finishes from this season. It was wide receiver 36, 27, 39, 35, 19, 45, 58, 5, 66, 33, 24, and 72. So listening to those numbers, guys, definitely doesn't sound like a a round four pick. So I think that draft price is way too steep for me for the production that you're going to be getting. We also know he's an injury risk, right? So I love the player. I love Debo Samuel, guys, but definitely don't like the price tag. Probably not going to have many shares of Debo. Like I said, you can get Brandon Ayuk a few rounds later, who, who had a better finish than him already this past season in 2022. And if you look at, guys, one of the main things when I was looking at Debo Samuel was if you look at his splits with Christian McCaffrey and without Christian McCaffrey this season, and it's a pretty big deal, right? So the five games played without Christian McCaffrey, guys, Debo had 16.38 fantasy points per game. With Christian McCaffrey in the lineup, that was eight games. He was averaging 11.36 points per game. So I'm not liking Debo Samuel, like I said, as well as the price tag that you're having to pay for this player. Definitely going to be taking shots elsewhere in round four. So now moving on to round three, guys, and it is going to be Mr. DK Metcalf. And I think this is pretty much an easy one for me when I was looking into the data. Uh, Right now, he's going early round three, uh, wide receiver 15 off the board. And really, guys, he was only the wide receiver 25 in fantasy points per game with 13.3 last season. He did have one game where he played less than like 30% of stats where he tweaked something and he had to get come out uh, due to an injury so if you remove that game he's still only 13.6 fantasy points per game and the wide receiver 20 last season only six top 15 finishes in 2022 zero finishes inside the top five so definitely not the ceiling that I'm looking for in round three for my wide receiver possibly one or two on top of that guys worst of all you add the number one rookie wide receiver in JSN who I think is going to get at least a 20% target share, guys, this season. He's going to command targets in that offense, as well as you add a good pass-catching weapon as well in Zach Charbonnet. Definitely a good running back with receiving capability. So I'm not liking the ceiling or the price tag right now for DK. I'd much rather have JSN or even his undervalued, underrated teammate Tyler Lockett every year goes undervalued underrated he goes rounds later than DK and he was the wide receiver 16 in fantasy points per game this past season so definitely going undervalued and underrated yet again so now moving on to number two and this was probably one of the toughest ones guys I know JT would probably be an easy one I think if people see I think JT would be maybe the easy way out but I'm not going the easy way out guys I'm going to pick After looking at this, after looking at round two, like I said, JT, probably the easy way out, but I'm going to go with Mr. Devontae Adams. What? (laughs) What an idiot. Oh, what a loser. Hear me out, guys. I know you're thinking, what an idiot, and it's probably true. Really, with Devontae Adams, guys, I still – Love the player, right? He hasn't shown that much signs of regression. Almost 31 years old. But really with Devontae Adams, guys, it's really the quarterback play. And I know there's a lot of people that are QB proof, right? And Devontae Adams is probably one of those players. I know there's that small sample that I've heard over and over from people about he played like two games with Brian Hoyer and he did he was really good. And 
that's all great guys, but it's definitely different when you're talking about an entire season, right? One or two games, that's fine. But to keep that, to keep that pace up the entire season is something that I'm definitely worried about for Devonte Adams. They also bring in Jacoby Myers, who is a solid receiver. They didn't have Darren Waller. They didn't have Hunter Renfro last season. So obviously Darren Waller gone, but you'll have Renfro back. So I think that the target share, definitely Devontae Adams still going to command targets, but there are some other names on this roster that can maybe dip into that a little bit, as well as I think the efficiency, guys. Jimmy G is a good game manager, a solid quarterback in his own right. His success in San Francisco, guys, was really dependent on his guys making plays, right? He had Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, that a lot of guys that can do a lot of damage after the catch. Over 160 targets, which I think he'll be up there in target share. Still, obviously, he's going to get a lot of targets. But I'm also worried about, guys, the red zone. He was second in red zone targets with 45 red zone targets. So Jimmy G, guys, his last full season played with 2021. I think it was 15 games at least. And he only had 12 passing touchdowns that season. So I think that Devontae Adams will take a dip in his touchdowns as well. He was number one in receiving touchdowns with 14. Like I said, that was more touchdowns than Jimmy G through his entire season in 2021 with the San Francisco 49ers, who did have a good supporting cast that year as well. So I see some regression coming for Devontae Adams, guys. Like I said, he's a great player, but it's more so the QB play that has me concerned. And he's going early. He's really going sometimes the back of round one as well. So he's really an early, early second pick, late round one pick. And I'm just not too sure about Devontae Adams and those Las Vegas Raiders. You have Josh Jacobs as well. You still have that situation going on. We're not sure what's going to happen with Josh Jacobs. So this team could be pretty bad, right, if they don't have Jacobs. The run game is big for them. And Devontae Adams was even not happy about that. You know, he came over here to Las Vegas to play with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is gone. Now you have this situation with Josh Jacobs. So this could end up looking pretty bad this next season. And Jimmy G is already struggling, guys. He's struggling in camp early on. He had that foot surgery and he's been dealing with some injuries. So I think I am out on Devontae Adams and this situation right now for 2023. So now going into my number one fade, guys, and you guys are going to hate it probably, but it's going to be Cooper Cup. I really looked at this, guys, and I was looking at uh, B. John Robinson. I was thinking maybe B. John Robinson, but no, guys, I definitely like the opportunity that Bijan is going to have. So that will be probably another video. So I'm going to go with in round one, guys, like I said, it's very tough, but where he's being, where he's going at guys, I just think it's a little bit risky. And right now, Cooper cup guys coming off the injured season already. He's already had some nagging injuries with the hamstring and camp. And this is just a high investment. You're talking about pick five, six, and if it's also between him and Bijan, guys, I think I'm just going to take Bijan. I think Bijan is a safer option at this point. On top of the injury concerns with Cup, you have even more injury concerns with Stafford, guys. He had elbow issues. He had uh, required some surgery. Also had a spinal cord injury that ended, ended his season shortly last year. There was even rumblings in the offseason that he was going to retire. So on top of this, guys, the Rams have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL they had limited draft capital, so I think they used like a third or seventh round pick on the offensive line. So I'm worried about the Rams, guys, and being able to protect uh, Matthew Stafford, who's, like I said, has been battling with some injuries there, 5-12 and 12 last season. Now also, guys, in 2024, they finally have a first-round pick. So if Stafford is hurting and struggling, maybe we could even possibly start the rebuild this year. 
So just based on these concerns, guys, I think I'm going to fade Cooper Cup in round one. I was looking at it, guys, and I thought maybe Austin Eckler, guys, but when I looked at the splits with Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen in the lineup, they were still very similar, right? Eckler, he had a great year, but there was no Keenan Allen, but really he did. He scored very similar with Keenan Allen in the lineup. So I think for me, guys, after looking at all of this, I'm going to be going with Cooper Cup. So let me know, guys, in the comments what you guys think about these five fades. Let me know who some guys are you that you are fading. Like I said, this was very tough to do, especially in round one and two. Always easy to do it right in those middle rounds or double-digit rounds, but, but definitely a tough thing to do in round one or two. So be sure, guys, to like and subscribe to the channel if you like fantasy football and dynasty fantasy football. And thanks for supporting the fam.